thank you for joining me uh, on another episode of the Record Spinner podcast. Uh, today is a very special day. I'm joined with a really special, uh, special friend. I'm going to call you a friend. Uh, another guy from the group, that group that me and Dalton talk so much about. Uh, I've gotten to know this, uh, this young guy. Very inspirational. He has a podcast of his own. Uh, he is a fitness guru. Uh, he, he is, uh, like I said, a fellow podcaster, DJ. Uh, I would say even a world music specialist. I don't know if you like that title or not, but um, I'm going to also get into this episode, this Record Spinner podcast episode, episode number 47, by mentioning a record that he recommended to me in the group, uh, and this is Introducing Kenny Garrett. This record is crazy, crazy dope. It uh, features uh, Woody Shaw, who is one of my favorite trumpet players of all time uh, and just is a, a really, really classic piece of music. Um, yeah, so without any further ado, I'm going to introduce the guy, Brother Bruce Phillips. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Record Spinner Podcast, man. It's my pleasure. It's just a pleasure to be here. No, nah, man, it's a it's a really big deal for you to be here, dude. You have a very interesting perspective on music and black music in general. Uh, and so today I'm hoping to just get into a little bit of how that started, where that came from, uh, how it was cultivated and, and where you hope to take it. Uh, so like I said, DJ, fellow podcaster, fitness guru. I'm going to call you that myself because there's this <laughs> there's this push up challenge that he has all of the group on me and Leon in particular. Uh, we've taken him up on this push-up challenge, and I, I have felt the difference from doing these push-ups every day. Uh, I do about 20. I'm up to 20 now, and hey. I'm hoping to get up to like 30, maybe even 50 a day. So, so yeah. Bruce, man, so I'm going to start at the beginning. What got you into collecting records? How? What, what was it? Was it when you were a kid, when you were you're a little older? How, what, um. Hmm. So I guess I, I bought my first record when I was 13 at a local record shop. Um, it was the Outcast record. It was So Fresh, So Clean remix, 12 nice, inch. Nice. Um, and Outcast has been one of my favorite groups, uh, especially when I was younger in my teens. They were a very pivotal um, musical act for me. Yeah. And I think I bought it more or less. Um, for the novelty to say I had a record, mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 you know, gave me some kind of feeling like, you know, like, I, yeah, I'm an official fan. Like I got the record, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I got a couple more over the year, a couple more singles over the years. And I want to say around, well, I guess let me backtrack a little bit. I started making beats and and sampling and stuff when oh, i was word. uh 13 and yeah i forgot to mention sorry you're you're an artist as well not only not only with the beat production but a visual artist as well we'll get into that a little bit i, I want to talk about that a little bit um you do you do a lot of stuff man you do a lot of stuff like is Where, wherever my soul takes me at a given time you know um that's what's up 
so so yeah i got into i got into you know production hip-hop based production and my thoughts behind how you made beats was you went and found an old record and you know you you sampled it yeah. you know yeah and so this is the early 2000s um 2001 2002 and then i but at that time i was still just making beats on my computer and then uh it wasn't until i think i was 16 that i actually got a record player mm. and you know by that time um, I had, you know, a couple records and I started going out to like Goodwill and looking for yeah. records and stuff like that. So the right really, places to look for right, records. Right, right. I mean, the only places I could afford. <laughs> and, um, you know, so it really started out for me just approaching record collecting as more of a looking for samples and whatnot. Mm. And then after a while, it really just became, oh, wow, like, like I, I dig this song more than just this little piece that I, you know, could loop up or chop yeah, yeah. up. And everything from there was like five degrees of separation. You know, you just, nice. one thing leads to the next, one artist name, one producer name, one record label leads, you know, and then it's like, it just opened up a whole new world of possibilities. And for me, uh, it opened up a whole new world of understanding how to mm. uh, uh, interpret the world around me, the musical world around me. And then, and then, uh, the c larger cultural world around me, you know, music just, you know, it just took me so many places. That's dope. That's really dope. And especially that five degrees of separation, as you mentioned, I think that happens so often for a lot of us. I know that for me, for example, I tell a story too, way too much, but with the start being Miles Davis and, uh, you know, finding those people who were playing on those dates with him and, and kind of branching out from there, that mm. does create that, that interest in like, oh, so he wasn't the only guy making music right like it's like you know there there are other there are other cats there are other you know uh artists out there that that are doing their thing solo or as a lead and you you get into that stuff and then it's like it, it kind of it you know it, it keeps you growing so that's awesome that's really cool that's really dope and with that saying i guess you know i kind of know what you started out collecting outcast which is dope uh in hip-hop other hip-hop stuff uh, was there any artist though in particular that you were chasing at this age at 15 16 when you first started started was there anything in particular you were chasing or was it just the price stuff was it just uh was it whatever you could afford what were you looking for in particular so yeah so when i when i started out it was just whatever i could afford really something that looked interesting for me because i had no reference point for a lot of things like yeah, yeah like i grew up listening to whatever my parents listened to mm -hmm. and um, and I always liked their music. There was no divide. You know, Whoa. I liked my, hold I liked on, my hold stuff. On, hold on. So you grew up liking, like, your, I remember Osley Brothers, for example. My mom loved the Osley Brothers. Mm -hmm. I hated the Osley Brothers for like the first, <laughs> for like at least the first 13 years of my life. I, I just, it, there was always a trip, a road trip we were taking and she would always play the Osley Brothers. And I was like, man, I wish we could listen to DMX. I wish we could listen to something <laughs> else. So you, you actually enjoyed like your parents' uh, taste in music. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I always enjoyed the music they listened to. Um, my parents were big fans. They, they listened to a wide variety of stuff, but they definitely were fans of um, like a lot of like singer songwriter stuff, like uh, um, like like Jim Jim Croce. Oh, like of, gotcha, gotcha, like gotcha. A lot of folk, you know, nice. type rock you know, stuff that might be called soft rock. Yeah, yeah, uh, or yacht rock, they call it yeah, that now. Uh, James Taylor. Okay, okay. Um, you know, Carly Simon. That's um, what's up. You know, stuff like Led Zeppelin, Hendrix, you know, so definitely more rock-oriented, but they, um, but you know, it was also Marvin, it was also um, like Santana. Um, nice. You know, there was, it was, it, it was, it was a he healthy little mix. Um, but I loved I loved all the music that they listened to, and there was really no divide for me. So when I when I started, um, the first thing I can remember, you know, actually looking for um, was the Brothers Johnson. They were one of the first groups that I, you know, mm. I was looking for their records. Mm. Um, their rendition and, of Strawberry Letter 2023, yeah. What is it? Yeah, twenty three. Twenty three. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. 
interested in finding very nice um but i really i don't think i outside of those two groups i can't recall anything that i was specifically after it was just you know what can i learn you know what you know i'm just hungry i'm just hungry i'm hungry to learn i'm hungry for knowledge and that was really that's where i'm, I'm still at so no, um, I I think that's dope, and and so what I was saying earlier about your unique perspective in the group, one of the things that I've noted about that, and we've kind of talked about this in in that group, uh, is your real knack for like world music, like, and it's just not. I don't think it's just people saying that. I think you really have like a lot under your belt when it comes to understanding like the lushness of world music. And so with that, like, where does that come from? Like, because for me, like, I, I, I dabble in a little bossa nova. I dabble in a little, like, little compa, little whatever uh, on the Car uh, Caribbean side. But uh, I don't really get into, like, the, like, heavy, heavy stuff. Um, and so, like, I, I don't know. Like, where did, where did that come from for you? Lushness. I like, I <laughs> yeah, like <yes>. that. <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's funny, man. To a lot of people, like, um, I don't want to say a lot, you know, yeah, I guess a lot of people, like, the term world music is like a, a no-no, but to me, I just, you know, it means something outside of your native country, really. Yeah. Um, but really, I guess, uh, how I started listening to other things, you know, outside of U.S. borders with different rhythms and, and whatnot, um, different uh, instrumentation lineups, languages, um, I grew up in a, uh, a heavily uh, Puerto Rican and Dominican community growing up. So, I mean, you know, uh, salsa music and, and merengue was, you know, always around me. Now, it I didn't listen to it in my household, mm -hmm. you know, because I wasn't from those lineages, but it was always around friends or mm -hmm. just walking down the street and hearing it come from cars and, and homes, apartments. Um, so it was always around and I think, uh, you know, I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I think it was, uh, close enough to me where I, um, respected it, but far enough away to where I wasn't really paying attention, you yeah, know? So no, it was just yeah. kind of in the background. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older and, you know, my, my musical discoveries i guess you know brought me to different places it was almost like a like a light click like oh yo bruce you really need to pay attention to this stuff you know nice. that that's that's playing you know down down the block and coming from your you know you know your your friends homes and um so you know i guess I guess, you know, it was just, so it started out with a lot of Latin music, me getting into first, but then, uh, you know, a lot of, I want to say I started reading uh, magazines and mm. I started getting into like Afro, African African music, different West African music, like Afro beat and high life and whatnot. And then, mm -hmm. um, and then after that, like I progressed to, I don't want to say progress because it's not, you know, progression. No, no, I get what you're saying. Regression. But I then, I then got on to like, uh, I started searching for Brazilian music. And really, um, I want to say there was an issue of the Wax Poetics magazine. They had a Brazilian issue and this was like 2008. Mm -hmm. So I was 20 years old at the time. And 
that was the first time I had really ever read anything about Brazilian artists or the musical history or, or, or what made, you know, these different genres within that country, you know, what made them, you know, you know, what made a samba a samba, what yeah. made a bossa nova, you know, a bossa nova. Yeah, questions that I still have, by the way. <laughs> and um and from there it was like, oh wow, this this stuff is awesome. And you know, just shout out like shout out like that. So really, um, you know, like the Afro beat, the the samba and bossa nova and the and the salsa and Afro Cuban stuff really is what then um I guess kind of ended up sucking me in and uh, made me want to find out about other things too and explore those genres and their, you know, subgenres and cousins and all of that. And it yeah. made me want to explore that even more. So, you know, I don't consider myself an expert by any means. <laughs> by uh, anything. Yeah. You know, I, I want to, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, there's always something to learn and, uh, yeah, man, it's just been really fulfilling. I've, I've definitely just, I feel like another thing to me that's always, that's important, almost just as much as my admiration for the sonics of the music mm -hmm. is to learn about the cultures that they come from. Like, I, to me, that's mm -hmm. that's a big, mm -hmm. big piece of it. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, I don't listen to, like, you know, a, a, a fella track, you know, just because the groove is dope. Um, and it is that, but I also, you know, wanted to learn about uh, Yoruba culture yeah, yeah. And, and and the right. country of Nigeria, you yeah, know, how yeah. it came to be, what its political situations were, what it is, what its political situations are now, you know, um, what are different cultural norms amongst the different groups of people, you know, yeah, the Igbos yeah. and, and the Hausas and all, you know what I mean? And, um, and, and the same goes for the music in Brazil and, you know, it mm -hmm. just, I wanted to know, I wanted to know, you know, what the societal and cultural influences were that made the people, you know, come up with the music they were creating. That's dope. That's really dope. And so. That's dope, man. That's really dope. And, and I mean, expert, you know how we are. We, we throw these words around and. And I, I just mean that that you see that curiosity in you that like every time we come to to the group and, and we have these uh, this section where it's one of my favorite sections in the chat. I mean, we talk all day about all types of stuff. But when we get to the section of talking about what records we're listening to, I can mm -hmm. almost guarantee all the time that like you're going to have something like from another country that's like just like bonkers, like just out of this world. And and so that that's what I mean by expert. It's just that that your curiosity carries over in that. And, and I think that um, for a lot of us uh, newbies in this and, and some of us a little bit more in, in seasoned, uh, that can help. That can help increase our palate, you know, like. And that's important. That's important. That, that mentorship is, is huge. And I always talk about that here on the podcast, about how important that is to kind of have that person to look up to. Uh, I have it with jazz, with Dalton. I think Dalton's kind of a jazz expert, you know, like he, he knows a lot about all types of eras of jazz. And I think that you're the same with it when it comes to that world, that world experience. I, I know you also dabble in other stuff. But we're going to get into that, actually, because uh, we we have a lot to cover here in the short time. So I I want to I want to stay on on topic here. My next question, though, uh, is sort of around, I guess, the same thing. You, you do travel a lot. Oh, I think all of you guys travel a lot. We, we all travel a, a, a bit, I think. And, and since Corona, it's kind of died down. Um, but of course, you know, we, we still make our way around to, to different places. Um, do you see, or is there any record stores that you, in, in any region that you like in particular, um, or is it, are you a home team guy? It's all about what's going on in, in the A in Atlanta, or are there other stores that you frequent or maybe try to frequent whenever you're in that town uh, that you like? Um, so I, I guess I'll say whenever I do have the opportunity to, to leave town for whatever reason it may be, I'm always definitely looking for somewhere to get records if there mm -hmm. if there is you know i'm not necessarily the type of cat who's gonna run to a thrift store and stuff like that you know um 
because I don't really like wasting my time. Yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, I <laughs> want to talk about yeah. that too. Yeah, that's a lot. Of time. Um, I mean, when I have time, it's cool, but you know, most of the time, I'm just not really into it. But um, I would say, you know, my favorite place to look for records where I've been, um, well, some of my favorite places, I guess, um, would especially be the state of North Carolina. Mm, I really enjoy record stores in North Carolina. Nice. Um, I used to work on the road, so I'd be in the, the Raleigh um, okay. area often. And uh, so whenever I was in Raleigh, I, look, I go to shops in Raleigh. I go up to Durham and, and find spots over there. And then, you know, Greensboro. Mm-hmm. North Carolina as well, you know, in Asheville, North Carolina. So North Carolina is a very, you know, uh, musically rich state, I feel. Um, and always, I always love California and New York whenever I, I have gonna, it. I was going to say, okay, cool, cool. So out there, you know, and a lot of people always talk about, you know, you know, places are picked over, blah, blah, blah. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you appreciate music, you know, I don't see how you can't find something you wouldn't like, you know, yeah. especially, especially in a large metropolitan area. You yeah, know? yeah, you're going to find something like, you know, OK, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you were looking for that David Axelrod record or something like that. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you wouldn't so, find it. But there's there's tons of great music, you know, out there. I, you that's know, interesting. I perspective i guess that's really interesting because i think that does bring up two different schools of thought though you know like i think there's a school of thought of like when the the kid or or the person going into the record store is looking for something in particular and and that could be the david axelrod record and and i find that a lot of times whenever i do that i'm very disappointed whenever i go in with the express intent to like find an artist or a certain record i'm almost always disappointed now, when I go in in the other mind state of just like, okay, I'm going to just go in just to see what's in here. And I, I may pull out some $2 fire. I may have to spend a little bit of money, whatever. But that is, those are the times where it's like, I hit a gold mine. It's like, a, it's like I strike gold every time with that. And so mm-hmm. you brought, you brought up a very interesting point when, when it comes to like going to search for things. I think sometimes people can um, harp in their experience a little bit by going in expecting to find X. Do you, do you, do you think so? Or I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. I can't speak for other people, but um, I think if you just keep an open mind and like I said, if you appreciate music, you, you'll be able, you've got to be able to find something. Find something. It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, if you enjoy music, just seeing music in a live setting, mm-hmm. you know, even if you say you don't like country music, but you find, but you you walk up and there's a country music concert going on, not like the stuff that's on the radio. But yeah, you like, know, yeah, you know, real country. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know what you're so talking. it's like, you know, it's hey, like you, I don't see how you couldn't appreciate it. Yeah. But, but then you're at a record store, and say you're more of a jazz music fan, not a country guy, and they have 400 jazz records. There's not one record in there you wouldn't want. You know what I mean? Come on now. Yeah, There's yeah. not one record in there that's like, hey, okay, I think I think I might dig this, you know? Yeah. So that, that's just the way I, I look at it, man. Um, it's not always, it's not really about wall, you know, cr- trying to find those wall pieces, quote unquote, rails. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and if that's your thing, that you know, whatever, because the musical experience is for the individual it's, yeah. i mean it's for groups too but it it is to you whatever it is to you and and nobody else can can say different so i agree um but i just i, I just implore people just to keep an open mind that's all yeah yeah I, I agree but if you if you go into a record store and all you all you grab it all the wall pieces though i mean are, are you really a digger or you know are, are you is that sort of the same thing as like you know going shopping online you know what i mean like i don't know like i i don't i don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, like, like however you come to the, come to the music is however you come to it, you know. Um, yeah. I think, you know, that relationship is really, you know, between the music and somebody's heart. You yeah. know, really, however they come to it, they come to it, you know. Um, maybe some people want to do it for, for superficial means, meaning, you know, they want, they want a little... Uh, 
clout with with other people or or people in their circle yeah and i guess that's cool too you know if if that's what you want to do that that's cool but um that brings up an interesting point i i i think um you know if if you were if you were to boil music down to just um a, a a commodity like like a record or a cd or whatever i think you're kind of missing the point well mm. i don't i, I don't want to say missing the no, point no, no. I, I think that you're missing out on the potential of all that music could be for you mm. outside of just a commodity that you can show off yeah you yeah. know um, music has the potential to bring so much joy to somebody's life and right. i i think if you know it's like a candy bar versus a meal you know okay okay candy bar is cool but you know if you really if you like eating and you're only only eating candy bars yeah, you're yeah. kind of really missing out on, on all the benefits that eating would provide to you it's a really good analogy i'm gonna keep it moving i mean there's some there's some of those age-old uh you know little sayings about you know being able to you know if someone says oh have you heard this song and you know you, you can proudly say oh yeah i have that on vinyl you know that's a that's a that's a little cliche that runs in our community um and and i agree with you 100 that i think if that's the sole purpose you're definitely missing out on some stuff uh, music has the ability especially i think black music has uh, the ability to um to do a lot of of healing and 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 you're able to do a lot of soul searching and and, and, uh, and introspection with this music Uh, i talk about that a lot on this podcast where um it's music especially the jazz stuff that i have has helped me at my lowest and it's helped me at my highest um and and i'm very very happy to uh to have acquired a lot of the stuff that i have Uh, my old mentor told me something that's very akin to um kind of how you look at at things and it's um, never be afraid to to let a record go because you you will get you will get a record that you didn't expect in turn uh, and, and it, it didn't make sense to me at first but I think what he was saying was expanding your palate while of course you know maybe if you're you know you're falling down on hard times and you have to get rid of, rid of something or you know if you if you aren't inspired by a certain record anymore and having to you know, move forward without that record um, that not to fear that you know that next inspiration and in music is, is coming right around the corner for you so mm-hmm. I, I think that's dope man i really think that the, that your your outlook and that's what i what i meant actually in saying um and saying your your unique perspective we all have those very unique perspectives in the group uh where we kind of um you know uh maybe all disagree at one point or all agree at one point but agree differently you know so uh, it's one of those things I really do value your your outlook and opinion on that, and it's moments like that where it, it makes sense because it's just like yeah that 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 is so true about music. I, I sit on here and I talk sometimes about the superficiality of music, but there are a lot of times where I talk about how how this music transformed and helped me uh, and and can help others as well um, if if done right. So I appreciate that, man. Um, we're gonna get into. Uh, I, I, we're gonna stay on records, of course, because I, I have. Yeah, man, I, I have. A, I have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about when it comes to like your the way you select when you go into record stores, etc. I, I want to know just kind of your perspective, kind of your your take on that. But I do want to move into this really interesting little tidbit. Again, you're you're a fellow podcaster. You are, are a co-host of a show that is probably among my favorite podcast uh currently um it's this this podcast in the, the harris show uh that i also really love so shout outs to the people over at the harris show um they do an amazing job with uh contemporary it's a brother sister duo i believe and they do like contemporary uh like music reviews essentially and they do it in a really cool way i think so uh but but yeah music is key uh that podcast your podcast that you're co-host of I want to know a lot about this. First off, the name, Music is Key. Weldon Irvine has a song, Music is Key. Where does the inspiration, where did the inspiration for this name come from, first off? So, so Music is the Key really came from, so I guess how, the inspiration behind the name, it, it came from um, a song on a Bernard Wright LP. And okay. I believe it was Weldon did compose that, that track. Mm-hmm. So, um, but 
the direct influence was the Bernard Wright um, okay. rendition of the track from his Nard album. Music is the key. I want to say, I, yeah, I want to say it was my, my brother, my co-host, Daryl, who okay. put forward the name. Uh, in the beginning of the pandemic, you know, it was just an idea where we where we got together on Instagram and we were just doing an Instagram live and it was called The New Normal and that lasted for about a year. <laughs> and then it transitioned into something a little more concrete um which was music is the key we went on a little bit of a hiatus just trying to think of different uh ways to approach things and we came back with music is the key and now recently in the last maybe two months we also have uh dj chaotic blaze as yeah, our, yeah. our third co-host awesome stuff yeah uh shout out to blaze uh she's doing her thing lots of lots of amazing things um you know uh but um yeah, so the and the music is the key just came about during the pandemic, and you know it, it's that's dope. It's man. Still rolling, and it what's cool to me is like you know Daryl will play songs and and music that I'm not necessarily mm -hmm. looking for, mm -hmm. and he'll, you know he'll put me on at things or and then uh, and the same thing with, with with Blaze, she'll play some things that I'm not necessarily looking for and be like, oh, work, you know what I'm saying? So. That's the, that's, the, that's the best that's thing the best about, thing that, about podcast, that podcast, I think, is at this point, um, the podcast uh, has put me onto a lot of, lot of dope stuff. Um, and not only put me onto a lot of dope stuff, but I think it's inspired the show. I don't know if you guys have, or if, if you're a fan of the show and watch the, the Record Spinner podcast at all. But something that you guys do, uh, something that you guys do that is really cool is uh, you guys actually have your turntable have your records right there and you guys are playing this music as you guys are talking about it introing it and such um and this is something that i think is absolutely beautiful because i mean not only is it you know people tune into music commentary podcast for opinions and stuff and, and for you know personality or whatever uh, but they tune in for it tune into this stuff for the music and so that's something that's inspired me. So I've now began, uh, begun um, adding music into the podcast whenever I mention an artist or whenever I mention a, a record or a song. Um, and that comes directly from my inspiration uh, from the, the podcast that you guys have. So kudos to you guys for that. No, no, seriously, it's, it's huge. Um, but yeah, uh, I think the show works really well with the three of you guys. Um, I like the setup, uh, but I mean... You told me how it started, but is there any type of pressure, though, that comes with that? Because if I mean, for, even for me, like I have to write out like the the, the, the segment of like the, the vinyl recommendation because they, the records are like I buy a lot of records all the time. And, and when they come in, I'm like, which one should I highlight and, and, and which one should I show off or which one should I talk about or which one really inspired or moved me to talk about it? And it's really tough. So I'm, I don't know. Is there, is there any pressure with that or not really? Um, I, I can't lie. In the beginning, there was just trying to, you know, think about because it, it was it was a new format, you know, mm -hmm. for me to to be on on a video, you know, to be live. Yeah, yeah live. Yeah. Camera. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how do I you know, this is this is weird. It sounds <laughs> it sounds it seems easy, you know, but then when it you know, when you're actually there, it's like, oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you, it, 
I'm kind of in a vulnerable position. Oh, I look like that when I talk. Or, you know? <laughs> That's why I don't record. That's why I don't do visual because <laughs> so, I don't want people to see me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but really, it just made me. I, I, I it's been a lesson for me in um, in not overthinking. You know, mm, mm. like, hey, Bruce, everything you got in your collection, you like. Mm-hmm. Just pick something, you know, yeah. and that's and that's it's as literally it's like, hey, just just pick something, whatever it may be, mm. you like you like it all, you know, just pick it and say and say why you like it, you know, or how you came to it, mm. and that's that's really it, and that and that's how I approach things now. Just just pick something, love it, you know, just, love it. Just pick. I mean, and, and it's not to say that you know certain times I may I may have even more of a reason to you know, showcase something, but, you know, I, I try not to overthink it, you know, you know, what, oh, people might not like this sound or, oh, it may not, you know, be as heavy sonically as what Blaze or Daryl might play. Mm, yeah. You know, see, yeah, that's the pressure I was talking about. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. But it's like, yo, I mean, I think it all boils down to, you know, me just trying to be comfortable with who I am and just being comfortable in myself. It's yeah. like, you know, People aren't, well, I don't think people are tuning in to see me act, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're tuning in to see Daryl be Daryl. They're tuning in to see Blaze be Blaze and tuning in to see Bruce be Bruce. So I I feel like it's just easier, you know, if I'm just myself, Mm -hmm. hey, I mean, there's no, there's no facade. It's like, hey, I'm, I'm Bruce. I love myself. I love the music that I'm playing. And I think, I think we can, uh. I think music can bring us all together and, 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 and help us understand our humanity. Mm. Mm. Let's talk about that for a little bit. I mean, for, I think music has played such a very important part into uh, the psyche, psyche of black folk, especially. Um, but it, it definitely has played a big role in humanity at large, for sure, too. Um, so you, you say that it can bring us all together. There have been elements, there have been already examples of that would you say like uh i mean what 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 decade or what genre would you say have has been uh the most inspiring for that some would say it's disco right of the 70s and in, in the party era era right like where that was free love and it was like the post uh, vietnam and post civil rights and stuff like that um i tend to think it was more of the pre-civil rights in the 50s and 60s that kind of brought people together in a way that was very unique and and this is where jazz is super important of course um so is there any particular genre uh, or decade or era of music that you you fancy more than another i I mean i guess i would have to find my i I would find myself most of the time listening to things from the 60s or the 70s but i don't think that's necessarily because of a um a certain amount of nostalgia Mm -hmm. Um, attached to those, those eras as it is I just think that um, human beings there, there was a lot of stuff going on in the world and and our growth as humans um, in its musical expression was just was just at its peak yeah for for whatever reason um, and it, it, it's almost like how I, I, I think I think humans just kind of go in cycles, you know, and that's not to say good music isn't, it wasn't created before then or, or since, Yeah. but I think, you know, that was just part of our human evolution. And I guess, and I guess I'm, I'm speaking on recorded music. Yeah. 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 The history of recorded music is only like what, like 120. Yeah. Yeah. If that, yeah. Yeah. hundred, yeah. hundreds of odd years. Yeah. That's crazy. No halfway in, we were just, you know, on our, on our thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're just in our groove collectively as human beings, um, you know, coming into new technologies mm-hmm. and, and learning how to express ourselves with these technologies. And it was just a convergence of many different things going on. So I, so to me, I think the sixties and seventies, you know, yielded some of the best music, um, mm-hmm. that we, that humankind has produced. Um, yeah, recorded as as you said too. Yeah, right, right. Because I'm sure there was some slappers that was that was out in like in like the early 1800s and 1700s. There was some yeah, like, there was some heat. You know, 
you know, we, we go through our cycles and, 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 and with the arts, I feel like, you know, things just, they change, they just, it'll continually change and evolve. And, um, you know, I just, I just, no, no, that that, that definitely makes me think of that makes me think about a few different things, and and, and I know that you, um, you're a, a very conscious brother who is very very much in tune with um, himself uh, and, and the world around him, and I think no, no, yeah, we we all are, bro. But like the fact that you're you're always to to from the outside looking in i can't you know talk about your own your own journey because it's yours right but from the outside looking in it always seems like you're definitely putting one step one foot in front of the other and and constantly progressing um throughout this this world and so with that i think that um saying saying something like that is you know i feel as if we're kind of in a similar situation right now um, with music and, and with uh, the time, right? Like we're, we're in a very uh, interesting time in, in human history. Um, and, and I feel like there is a lot of music that is speaking to, toward that. Um, and then there's a lot of stuff that's being pushed out that's kind of fighting that, right? Um, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's all one way or the other. There's a lot of mix and match with that. Um, but it, are there any contemporary artists that you you really seem to, to get down with? Um, it could be hip hop, it could be pop, it could be uh, it could be country, uh, honestly. Any contemporary artists right now that are like making music that, that is collectible to you on vinyl at this point? Um, so there's a, uh, you know, I to me, like, Vinyl is expensive, man. It is. Like, it is. like especially new releases, man. Especially new yeah, releases. Yeah, they, they going up and up every day, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Man, and um, <laughs> so I, I, I buy things here or there. A lot of the newer stuff I end up, you know, just um, downloading off Bandcamp. Okay. Yeah, yeah, or, I do that. Or streaming on Spotify. You know, I'm, I'm sorry Spotify is not paying folks, but... You know, I'm, no, we've talked about I'm, this. I'm a part, I guess I'm a part of the world just as much as anybody else. Yeah, man. unfortunately. To, you know, make it do with what I got. But, um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm never really good with names, but there's a lot of cool stuff I always hear coming out of the UK. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Jazz or UK's, otherwise. The UK you know jazz man? scene right now, I think, um, may be the best jazz scene in the, in the world right now. And that's just me speaking you know uh super frank but mm-hmm. i mean when you think about uh what uh, i've talked about coco roco and about a few others too uh and so yeah yeah they're, they're doing a crazy crazy job right now out of the uk yeah i like that group um well i don't know if it's a a, a real group or is a one-off but uh i think it's Maja, Maja, Maja. I, I like them a lot i okay. got that album on wax um there was just recently a release uh it was pressed in portugal but it was by a uh uh a legendary angolan percussionist uh, it was just released last year on seven inch. Uh, uh, Joao Lorenzo Morgado. Mm-hmm. 
And, and the cool thing was I went back and looking at some of my Angolan records and I found his name on on them, you know, from back Damn, in the 70s. That is so, dope. That is dope. That's real cool. So, and so he he just, uh, some some uh, cats reached back to him and he put out a seven from him with a, like a, a modern house edit on, on the B side. Mm-hmm. Um, who, what else, man? There's, you know... It's a lot of cool stuff. Even even from artists from the past putting out music now, like uh, or artists who got their start in the past, like yeah. uh, Brazilian artists like Joao Donato and yeah, and, yeah. Asimu and Marcos Valley, like yeah. they all have recent releases. Yeah, recent releases. Really cool yeah, on on that jazz is dead imprint. Ja- yep, yep, uh, yep. The one Brazilian guitarist that I really like, uh, Fabian Nascimento, I think his name. Okay. I might be forgetting a few surnames in there, but um, <laughs> but yeah, he he's really dope. Um, he led a he led a trio called a trio organical. Okay. Um, oh wow, you know, and that was in that Brazilian issue of Wax Poetics, I think. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> That's dope. I, so I guess that might be like ten, like thirteen years ago now. But yeah, hey. Yeah. I like the record. No, and and that is contemporary for sure. So yeah, yeah that's that's not out of the box. Yeah, like, that's not like for me. How what I look at as contemporary is really like anything since I was born. I'm yeah, honest. yeah, essentially. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I think contemporary nah. is. You know, I'm right but, there with uh, you. I guess it could mean different things for different people. Because to me, you know, nine. 1995 or, or 1990 wasn't that long ago. It, it really wasn't. We, I mean, we, we tend to think about it in a weird way, but it really was like just like 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Like that. Oh, I yeah, mean, that so, yeah, it's not that long ago. Yeah. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool things, man. There's a lot of cool, cool. things. And, I'm, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's another thing with music. It's, there's, there's so much music out there from past and present. It's mm-hmm. really hard to consume it all. And that's something that I'm always struggling with and trying to trying to juggle like how can i listen to this yeah. oh i want to listen even when it comes to dj mixes like we've i had... want to listen to this guy's mix i want to listen to this album and it's hard like you know I'm we've had really good conversations ball. around this uh and i really really like your perspective on this because it's something that i feel like in our community in particular we can really go fomo crazy and unfortunately, like there's just too much. You cannot, you can't possibly consume everything that comes out. You literally have to just pace yourself. If you're not hearing something that someone else is, someone else is raving about, uh, one of your friends or someone who's on social or whatever is raving about this artist, and and you haven't gotten there yet, you don't need to rush that because, like you said yeah. before, you're gonna find that in your own time when it's right for you to find. Right. And it's like, you know, and, and we all got our lives and we got responsibilities. So like, so say, you know, I, I work a 10 hour work day. Mm-hmm. I commute round trip, you know, sometimes two hours a day. So right then and there, that's 12 hours out the day yeah. that's consumed, you know, with, with other things. And then I got to sleep for at least six hours. So that's 18 hours right mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Um, and then, so let's say I'm, I'm home for six hours, you know, maybe at least an hour and a half is spent cleaning up, mm-hmm. washing, you know, then maybe mm-hmm. another two hours is spent doing, you know, cooking dinner or putting clothes away or taking my dog for a walk or whatever other responsibilities I have. So, so when we really boil down our, our time, sometimes it can be very difficult to sit and consume the things I want to consume. Like, you know, like even, like even being able to put my own time into the things I want to do, you know, and I get, I guess, you know, as far as like mixes and, uh, you know, music stuff. And it's like, and I guess maybe that's not the sexy take because, you know, everybody wants to, you know, be like an artist and creator or or so. Yeah, curator. Everyone wants to be the curator, the the guy right now. Yeah. Yo, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a human being. I'm a, I'm a working Damn. class dude, and Bro. I'm just here trying to take care of my family and and grow at the same time. Bro. It's like, yeah, I have thousands of records, which is a complete luxury, you know. Real, the, real talk. And the equipment to play it on, and the vehicle to go drive and get more, get and more. go to Carolina mm-hmm. and get more mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like, man, I'm j- I'm just a regular dude, man. It's nothing, you know. It's nothing. There's no facade. There's nothing super sexy about it. I'm just a dude who likes music and who wants to understand himself and understand others more and 
that all, all that stuff takes time bro. all that stuff takes time but see man. that's what i'm saying right there bro like that that's the that's the thing i think that all of us in that group have in one way shape or form in various in various perspectives at various stages right but I feel like we all kind of feel that way. And and not only in the group, but in the larger community of record collecting in general, I feel like there's a sense of like exactly what you said. I've I've said this numerous times that, it, yeah, I, I've taken a break from the podcast. Like, you know what I mean? I've literally shut down the podcast for longer than an extended period of time um, for for mental health issues, for me getting being able to to map out and, and do all the normal, regular things and life that you laid out being able to to do that stuff in a in a in a, in a regular in a regular way um mm -hmm. so when i hear you talk like that I, I mean bro you really that like i said stuff like that really inspires me and really keeps me knowing that like yeah like i'm on the right path like this is the way it should be done like you you don't have to kill yourself for any of this any of this stuff uh, because life the life that you're the life that's the, the beautiful parts of the life aren't the pieces that you know we're talking about right now sometimes uh they're the, the the cooking and the cleaning and the sleeping and the eating and the enjoying company while you're enjoying the music while you're enjoying you know uh curating um and so hearing that from a person who i think is very well respected in the curation uh world um it, it means a lot uh so in saying that though what are the challenges of that the curation stuff man like i mean you you human beings we're, we're social creatures right mm -hmm. we're very social creatures we thrive in social in social situations um and you know, we can't we can't live without each other right damn yeah um, we need interaction to develop our minds. Mm -hmm. We need interaction um, and, and affection um, to really uh, uh, give us a sense of sanity. Um, so I think what we need, and, and, and music, music is a way that, <sighs> hmm, how should I say? So what I think we need as far as like when we're talking about DJs or or, or whether, whether you be a, in a club or a radio, I guess you can't necessarily present certain side of yourself in a club, but I think <laughs> we, just, we just need authentic representations um, so that we can help each other um, understand that what we're going through is a shared experience, you know, because mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have all the answers, you know, yeah. maybe, maybe I'm listening to you on your show and you're just, and you're talking to you and you're talking about something on the record spinner and it just makes something click for me, you know, mm -hmm. and you were just being honest and just expressing your feelings and, I, you know, so we need, we just need people, you know, to come forth as themselves with whatever their love is, whatever their passion is, and I and you know just uh, uh, be able to just be able to showcase how those passions manifest in their daily lives. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, and I I think that's something important because we're at, we're at a day and age where we have all these forms of mass communication. You know, mass worldwide communication. Um, we can't shy away from that at this point. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. Can't, there's, there's, can't turn there's back. No way to go. You know what I'm saying? I'm, mm -hmm. not, I'm not saying that you got to have a Facebook or MySpace or Twitter <laughs> or Instagram and all these different, you know, accounts. But you know, that's just a, that's just a part of life, mm -hmm. and we need we need less facade and just more authentic. Um, mm -hmm representations of our relationships with the world around us yeah, yeah. And, and and the cultures that we are are coming from so that we can you know help other people be them best their best selves and in turn they help us be our our best selves it's yeah. it's everything it's mutual man it's, it's yeah. mutual Damn. and and that's just what i try to go into everything doing is i anything that i, I put together musically I just try to, you know, 
put together things that are really speaking to me in um in whatever mm-hmm. way that whatever way they are whatever emotional um output they're speaking to me i just try to i just try to put it out there man that's what's up man and and i think I, i'm just speaking for myself here but i i do think that 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 comes through and i think that that means a lot for people who see that you know what i mean um that, that that definitely pours through um so you have a you have another project too everything is everything right is, yeah is that yeah. A, is that still around what is what's going on with that everything yeah, is so everything. everything is everything is a monthly show that i do for universal rhythms radio based out of london um nice. there's a, a bunch of selectors djs from worldwide um doing their thing so it's a two-hour show i put together monthly just um, just filled with music that I'm feeling, man. That's I don't try to, I don't try to necessarily, um, bust folks over the head with the, with the rarest of gems or, or whatever, <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, I just try to, I just try to play music that I think is good. Um, and it, it's just kind of a reflection of the things I listen to most. Mm. So I, you know, it's a lot, a lot of jazz. You know a lot of latin stuff you know a lot of stuff from the african diaspora really nice. you know what i'm saying so nice. that's just that's just how i'm kicking it man that's the flavor i'm coming with that's what's up that's what's up man I, i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of here we're gonna get out of here soon I, I i know we're over time uh for the time we had allotted for this uh but i do want to let people know uh and i want you to let people know where uh they can find music is the key and everything is everything um so if you want to just like let us know where we can find those things um so uh music is the key you can find at on instagram at music is the key podcast Mm -hmm. and then you can from there find our youtube page our soundcloud page um and then anything else that i'm involved with you can find my instagram uh bruce phillips 15 that's philip with two l's and an s on the end yeah, yeah. i misspelled uh, it when i was <laughs> setting stuff up i and, spelled it with uh, one l <laughs> I, I didn't even notice no nah, yeah. no nah, i'm kidding I, I fixed it <laughs> uh bruce phillips 15 and from there you can uh find everything that i'm involved with and you know holla at me if, if you enjoy this uh, uh uh podcast you know come holla at me don't be afraid that's what's <laughs> up that's what's up i i really enjoyed this this talk bro um, and, and I have a few questions around around DJing that I feel like you covered some of them, um, but I do have to ask with with all of the the philosophical stuff that we both you know talked about over the the past hour here. Um, what is your favorite part about DJing? What is what is your favorite part about you know um, spinning tunes? Whether it, it could be something physical like putting actual you know the disc on a turntable. It could be something emotional or spiritual. What is, what's that thing that keeps you like, even though you could be stressed the hell out, but like you're in the, you're in this space, whether it's, you know, you're in, in your music room, which is awesome, by the way, uh, I need to get me a music room uh, <laughs> or you could be out and about or whatever. But like, what is that thing that keeps you like so in love with DJing? Um, seeing people happy. Mm. That's it, man. Mm. Nice. seeing people happy nice really that's what's up that's what's up man well like i said it's been really awesome talking to you uh i really appreciate that's you taking the time bro uh because i know like i said you got a lot of stuff that you do i just learned recently about you being a visual artist i do want to commission you for one of those a piece or something i'm serious bro i will pay it's I, not about like you know like, i don't, hooking I don't me up. consider myself an artist no i just you know, because I've only done a few pieces. It just comes out when I feel like, you know. That's it. I, I just, I guess I felt like expressing myself a certain way. And it, it, it's come out a few times, you know. It's good stuff. It, oh, thank Like the piece that you showed us the other day was really awesome. It was a really good piece. Uh, it spoke to me. And I, I'm a guy, as you see, I love art. I love putting it all over the place, all over the walls. And so, like, I, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say I would love to, if you're ever in the market for selling that stuff or, or, or letting it go. I'm all here for it, man. So yeah. that's been all time here at the record spinner podcast. Uh, you can find me at the, uh, email address that, uh, I always plug and that's the record spinner podcast at gmail.com. 
Um, if you have any uh, questions, concerns, comments, uh, complaints, whatever, uh, let me know there at the record spinner podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also find me at on Instagram at rebirth of the cool. And, uh, and yeah, join the, the forum on the website. Uh, that's the record spinner.com and the Facebook page, which is, uh, the record spinner podcast as well. I'm horrible with this, man. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. Everybody knows. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Bruce, man, for, for stopping by the show. That's been my time guys. Peace, man. Peace.